What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Two Minute Drill presented by Deep Dive Sports. In this week's episode, it's going to conclude our GM series, as we're calling it. We're going to finish off with the AFC and NFC West. This week, you got myself, Nick, John, David, and Dom, and we're going to cover the teams, like I said, in the AFC West, which is going to be the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos. Obviously, I think the Chargers made a few big moves in the past couple of days, so that might uh. It might change the way that some of uh, some of the you know John thought about doing with the team, and then on the NFC West we got the Rams, the Cardinals, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. So we're gonna go ahead and start off with the Chiefs, and I'm gonna let David go ahead and start it off because he is the GM of the Chiefs in this episode. When doing this, I found out the the cap space is about little over negative six million, with a dead cap space of six point five million dollars and some of the team needs include left tackle wide receiver a possession one most of all someone that isn't Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey who can control the ball an edge rusher an interior rusher safety and corner now some of the cuts trades and free agent stuff that I would deal with include trading Roderick Johnson and Doris Fountain uh, trading them pre-June 1st would save about $965,000 each. And I would trade them for a couple of either mid to late draft picks. And if you can't get either of those, I would probably just cut them. Then I would get rid of Josh Gordon. Getting rid of him before June 1st would save them 895000 Then. I would try and get rid of uh, long snapper James Winchester would save them about 965,000 and then cut Greg Dieter. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And that would also save about 895,000 as well as cutting Mark Vital, which saves about 705,000. And then I would go out and sign the players that would either add depth or make a significant difference in the positions that they need. And then if they can't, then go get it in the draft. That is what I have. I mean, honestly, I think mostly that team just, you know, continue needs to continue to build out that offensive line. And then they really need secondary help. I think that's, that's probably their Mm -hmm. big need at this point would probably be secondary. And then, like you said, edge rusher, um, just to kind of – they got to compete with the rest of that division, and there's a lot of good quarterbacks in their division, a lot of good wide receivers. So they just – they need to be able to get to the quarterback and they need to be able to cover the wide receivers, especially when you got your gunslingers and um, and Derek Carr and then uh, Justin Herbert. So, yeah. I agree with a lot of those moves. I, I don't think they'll be able to clear enough cap space to really make an impact um, in the free agent market. So I think – They'll have to address the offensive line and defensive line and secondary in the draft. Um, luckily for them, it's a pretty deep draft when it comes to, you know, defensive line, secondary, and offensive line. So I think this would be a good opportunity for them to bring in those young guys that they're going to control for a couple of years and fill out those, fill out the rest of that roster because there's really no major moves that need to be had. It's just some minor tweaks here and there, and then you know they'll be back to being the Chiefs that we all know. 
Well, I mean, is it, I apologize for all the noise. That was my washing machine. Um, I'm real curious what the Chiefs are going to do to replace Tyron Matthew, or maybe they will resign him. I think he's going to want too much money, though. Yeah, I wasn't going to try and resign him. Um, what would you replace him through the draft or through another free agent? The problem is if they if they let him walk, I mean that they really kind of I mean he is getting up there in age, but he's really probably one of their better like best defensive players they have. He's really been kind of the only reason that defense has really stayed competitive over you know the past couple of years. I yeah, I, but there there was a pretty big down. There was the way that he played this year was there was definitely a drop off from years past. So I think he's at the point now where yeah he's been great throughout his career, but I think his best days are behind him. Well, the problem too is I I think going forward, he's going to want too much money. And I don't think he's, he's going to be able to play at the capacity that they expected of him in years past. Yeah. But I don't don't know. I don't know if looking at this year was really a fair representation of, of how he can play just because they didn't have anybody like in past years, they had guys, at the linebacker position that could help them out. They had guys, you know, up front that could at least put a little bit of pressure on the quarterback. You know, I think this was like the first year that they really didn't put much pressure on the quarterback and they didn't really have, you know, anybody in that linebacking core that could, you know, drop back maybe into coverage or they didn't have anybody in the linebacking core that could rush the quarterback. And then at the quarterback position, they didn't really have anybody who could, you know, cover one-on-one like they need to, or even play zone as well. So he was really out on an Island as much and he was trying to do a lot. And I think, I think when you're really the only guy out there, it's not that it's not that you it's not that he wasn't playing as well. I just think he wasn't able he wasn't able to cover it up because there was too many holes. So then when he was trying to do some things to cover some things up, he got burnt on some things. So I think if if they could fill some holes, whether that was getting pressure up front or maybe getting a guy in the cornerback position that could, you know, cover cover the number one guy one on one and kind of free him up to be able to do what he's been doing and, and running that defense. I think that you would see him go back to the level or at least close to the level that he had played at, you know. Well, luckily for the Chiefs, they already signed Justin Reed, so it's unlikely that they're going to re-sign him anyways. But with with the cap situation that they have, he's going to want too much money. So if they re-sign him, they're going to have to continue to cut elsewhere. And if you look at their secondary and their offensive line, there's really nowhere else that they can cut. So is re-signing Tyron Matthew really worth getting a – an even weaker offensive line or linebacking probably not especially if they already signed a safety that they could probably sit back there and do partially of what he could do but who would you replace him with well they already signed justin reed and i feel like at this point justin reed can play at the same level that tyron matthew played this year for a hell of a lot cheaper Mm. makes sense to me all righty well let's go ahead and move on i'm gonna go next with the raiders so when i was looking at the raiders they had a cast base about $29 million, so not a ton of money, but enough to get some things done. I think, honestly, their first move, like if I'm the GM, I'm trying to go to Derek Carr, and I'm trying to give him a three-year extension. That'll put him out to about uh, 34 35 I believe. And I'd try to give him like that Kirk Cousins kind of deal and see if he'd take it. I know Kirk Cousins, I think, just did it again, like $35 million, fully guaranteed. You know, I would try yeah. to do that $35 million a year, fully guaranteed. It's like – Yes, you're giving them fully guaranteed money, but at $35 million, you're really getting them on a discount, especially with quarterbacks going anywhere from 40 to $50 million, you know, at this point. And then you can kind of go out there and fill some other spots. I think that would probably be the best deal for him. And and I wouldn't get rid of him because at this point, if you don't have a quarterback, you're you're done. That division is too loaded. You have to stay mm-hmm. if you want to win. 
Um, after that, I would probably try to go out and sign some guys to some team friendly deals for like one or two years to kind of go along with his deal as well too. try to bring back, uh, KJ, Wright, Um, Casey Hayward, Jonathan Hankins, Nick Martin, and then Richie Incognito. Um, Incognito is not really necessarily going to be like, you know, a, a great offensive lineman anymore, but he's, he still should be able to be productive and he could be at least be a rotational piece if you need him to. Um, but I wouldn't bring him back on like a crazy big deal if he wants that. Um, guys that I would target free agency for this team, I would target more veterans at the wide receiver position, like Jarvis Landry and Allen Robinson. I think two guys like Juju and Brian Pringle might be good to bring in as well, especially Brian Pringle with his speed. Um, he can kind of replace a little bit of what Henry Ruggs was able to do, but at least you add another guy who can, um, have some speed on the outside. I think adding some offensive line help would not hurt either for, um, you know, Jacobs and then obviously Derek Carr. So maybe trying to go out, I think. Teron Armstead might have already signed somewhere else. Um, so maybe looking at like Nate Solder or Connor Williams, maybe even Andrew Norwell. Um, and then again, in the secondary, trying to get some uh, some secondary help with some veterans, whether that was, you know, Chris Harris, Kyle Fuller, Stefan Gilmore, or even Dante Jackson. I don't really think they should try to go out and sign like a dude that's going to, you know, take a bunch of money, um, but just trying to get some veterans to get in there and, and compete with the rest of this division. When I did the... Um, Mock draft, I uh, had, they have the 22nd pick. I drafted David Ojabo. He's the edge rusher out of Michigan. Um, and then with 54, I drafted Justin Ross, wide receiver out of Clemson. At 86, I drafted Darian Beavers, I think, or Bevers, linebacker out of Cincinnati. At 124, I drafted Neil Farrell Jr., D-line out of LSU. At 162, I drafted Chris Paul, not the basketball player, but the tackle out of Tulsa. And then at 163, I drafted DeMarco Jackson, linebacker out of Appalachia State. And then with their final pick at 223, I drafted TJ Pleasure, running back out of Utah, only to kind of add another running back to that room um, and then just see if you can, you know, give some help to Jacobs. And then maybe if Jacobs gets injured, a guy that could kind of come in and, and give some valuable minutes if he develops right. But that's pretty much what I did with this team. It's not anything crazy, but I just think they need to, you know, keep Derek Carr, Carr around, sign him to a team-friendly deal, and then just add some veterans in there to just help stay competitive because this is going to be probably the best division in football going forward for the next couple of years. What do you guys think? Well, the one question that I have, so you said going into the offseason, you'll have about 29 mil in cap space, right? Yes? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you re-sign Derek Carr to a three-year deal, that's at least 11.6. I'll leave you with seventeen point four. They'll leave you with seventeen point four million cap space. Do you think that you can sign all these dudes that you listed with that little bit of cap space left? Well, the free agent target list. Or are, are those just guys that you would you would target first and those, you listed those, some? Those are just guys I would target. I'm not trying to sign all. Those okay. Guys. Okay. Yeah, okay. No. And, and and Derek Carr's contract's not going to because he's he still has a year left, so it's not going to kick in until next year anyway and i think next this year he's only on the hook for like 19 million or something like that so he's, he's yeah. on a super he's on a super team friendly deal so at this point that's that's why i said go ahead and sign some guys to like one or two year deals you know obviously cap friendly deals that you can pair with darren Carr, like some veterans or sorry Derek mm-hmm. Carr, you know some veterans that way you can try to go stay competitive and maybe maybe sneak some wins that that you might that you shouldn't especially against maybe a young team with the chargers and stuff like that um and then maybe the broncos but 
I, I just think that they need to stay competitive and, and gaining, getting some vet, like targeting some veterans like I did in that, that free agency target list, um, I think would be super, super good for them. Obviously they're not going to be able to get all those guys because that's right. right. But um, I, in terms of free agency, I do like the guys that you listed in terms of, you know, cornerbacks and offensive line. And I think, in terms of fit, I think Juju and Byron Pringle would probably fit their offense the best. Mm-hmm. I think Byron Pringle would be a great replacement for um, yeah, what's his name, Henry Ruggs. Yeah, I mean he's um, got he's got the speed. So yeah, similar sort of play style. Um, so if you sign Pringle, I I don't know if you necessarily need to sign Justin Ross, but it'd be good for extra depth. Yeah, good. Like, um, it, well, because I don't, I don't think Pringle's that big. Justin Ross is six five, and I don't know if Justin Ross mm-hmm. is that fast either. So Justin Ross is kind of like a. Um, He'll be like more a, of a possession guy. Yeah, he's he's like he's like an Alan Lazard. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. or or maybe he develops into more of like a Michael Thomas, where yes, he's not as fast, but he's big and he can go down the field and get you know those one on one jump balls. Maybe. Yeah, I think that'd be a good compliment. Yeah, David, John, do you guys got anything? Yeah, for me, I would probably just try and focus on replacing what Henry Ruggs could have been and making sure that Derek Carr has offensive weapons and some kind of protection in terms of an offensive line would be the primary focus, at least for me, if I was in that position. I'm, I'm good. I, th- I pretty much agree with everything. Cool, cool. All righty, well, let's go ahead and move on. John is going to go next. He's the GM of the Chargers. All right. I think the Chargers are going to trade back uh, and really bolster their defense. Uh, I have them drafting quarterback. I'm going to butcher this name. Amish, um, Ahmad Gardner, Cincinnati, first round. Then I am going to – I'm sorry? Sauce Gardner. Yeah, I uh, he, they I I looked at the, the, their mock draft. They they have them picking him. Um, hold on, uh, D tackle Pershardia and Mathis from Alabama in the second. Then uh, a third round offensive tackle because I need they need help at right tackle. Uh, Rasheed Walker from Penn State, fourth round. Tyreek Smith Edge from Ohio State, fifth and sixth round. Uh, Cade Mays, offensive line, right tackle, Tennessee. And then another linebacker, Mike Rose from Iowa State. And then I have them going with Matt Hats, Hats, Hankins. I can't read today. Cornerback, Iowa. And then Rashard White, running back, Arizona. Um and then I, I, have, uh, I have some other other ones, too, like Danny Gray, receiver, SMU, Gardner Galloway, Brandon Galloway, tight end, Clemson. Who should the Chargers cut? Um, I have them cutting, and this is one of the reasons why they need another right tackle, but I have them cutting uh, right tackle Brian Bulaga. Yeah, he, he's just – he's long on the tooth, and, you know, he, he takes up a lot of cap space. Um, from the sources I've read – the cat the Chargers have about $68.4 million in cap space. They really need help on the defense. Um, they have a good quarterback, so I don't see a problem there. But as far as free agents, I haven't now whether they'll be able to sign it, all of them, I don't know. I just kind of put them out there as just options. D tackle, 
DJ Jones and the 49ers, Sebastian Joseph, I know is another D tackle from the Rams. And I would really like to see them sign Ty- Tyron Matthew. I think it would really uh, cement that defense. I, I, cause I already have them picking two corners in the NFL and they, they don't have, um, Chris Harris anymore. So that's a, a, a hole on their secondary. Um, and yeah, like I said before, I think the Chargers are going to trade back, but that's that's what I have for the Chargers. Okay. I agree. I got nothing else to add. Yeah, I think I I don't know about maybe I think they should probably keep Balaga only because they do have so much in cap space at this point. I think maybe keeping him as a veteran presence there, and and he still he still has a little bit of juice left in the tank. I, I think you should probably try to ride that out, especially since they have so much in cap space and they have, a, you know, a young quarterback on that, on that rookie deal. So they have the money and, you know, I know they just uh, agreed to terms with JC Jackson. So they're adding some, uh, you know, a true number one corner in that secondary. So that should help out. And then obviously with the money they have, like you said, Tyron Matthew would be, a, I think that'd be a good signing to go ahead and pair with JC Jackson in that secondary. Like I said, I still think he has a lot left in the tank, and I think he was just on a really bad defense last year. And it's it's hard it's hard not to look bad when you're the only one trying to save everything. Yeah, uh, and and I obviously they um oh did they 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 they, they traded for um Khalil Mack right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Cleo Mack is currently with the Chargers. Yeah, so, that's, so how do all those moves affect their cap space? Because bringing in J.C. Jackson and Cleo Mack is going to take up a lot of cap space that they have. I, I feel like they're not going to have they're not going to have that much cap space. It should be bad because I because when I was looking at it today, J.C. Jackson was only um, for his first year he was only taken up like eight something um, for the first year. Obviously, it's gonna it's gonna grow bigger as as time goes on. But I think he was only taken up like eight something, and then Cleo Mack shouldn't be awful because the Bears should have most of his guaranteed money. So it shouldn't be like something crazy, you know what I mean? But they, they, sh- they should still have 40 some million dollars in cap space to work with. So I think, I think going out and getting like maybe another weapon on the offense, whether that's wide receiver wise, um, obviously you're not going to be able to get Devontae Adams because he, he's going to go back to Green Bay probably, but yes, yeah, According to over the cap right now with the signings that they have and adding Khalil Mack, they have 23.3 million cap space. How much was Khalil Mack's contract? Who else did they sign though? Because they because they did they did sign a bunch of people other than those two. That's what because they 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 made they made like two or three like free agent moves in the past couple of days. That I can't tell you off the top of my head, but I know that um, Khalil Mack is on the books for seventeen point seven mil. That's crazy. But yeah, that'll do it. And then J.C. Jackson, um, yeah, right now this. This year, his cap hit is eight. Yeah, it was it wasn't much, but it's gonna go like that's one thing too is I don't understand why they why they why would they backload it that way, especially if they're gonna have to pay Herbert. They should have front loaded it, but whatever. well, it, it all depends on guaranteed money, and yeah. they don't want to they don't want to front load it and then screw themselves this year and next year because this year and next year are really the years where they need to go for it because. Herbert's going to be going into his third year, so he's going to be looking for an extension probably after this season. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like they sh- like because I think I think his contract, like JC Jackson's contract, it was like because it was mostly how much guaranteed it was like forty something million guaranteed or something on it. Yeah, so, forty million. Yeah, that was a 
That's a, that's a lot for a corner. But so next year is the cap number. Next year goes up to seventeen, then nineteen, then nineteen, then nineteen. Yeah. That's but huge. after after next year, he has twelve million guaranteed money, and then after that, he has nothing. Yeah. So only fifteen out of you know the forty mil that he signed for is guaranteed. And after this year, when they're going to have to re-sign Herbert, they can just get rid of Jackson and use that money to re-sign Herbert. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, that's why that's why I had them cutting uh, Byron Bugala because it's like I just don't see them having enough room to sign these other D tackles and Tyron Matthew, you know, if they keep hitting I mean, the NFL teams, it's a hard salary cap. They can't keep everybody. Unfortunately, they probably, they, they probably don't really need them anymore. D linemen now since they have Bosa and Cleo back. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, at this point they just, they just need to add depth at that spot. I think, I think adding, adding a wide receiver, um, for another weapon for him to throw to, or maybe even two wide receivers would probably be like super important. And then adding somebody else in that secondary. And I think that team is going to be pretty dangerous. Um, quick question. Cause I could not find this. I was wondering this earlier. Do the chargers, they run a four, three or a three, four. That I can't tell you off the top of my head. Cause if they run a four, three, I could see them signing those two D tackles. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's of course there's caps. If there's cap space. Right. Yeah. You know, put, Put two guys in the middle and have Tyreek Tyree kill, not Tyreek kill, Tyron Matthew cover the secondary and then have Boza and Mac run off the rush off the edges. Regardless, that's that's going to be like I said, this division is going to be fun to watch, so that's going to be a fun team. So, yeah, I agree. Well, we're going to finish the division off here with Dom, and he gets uh. He gets a fun one with the Broncos. So obviously we got some news with uh, Russell Wilson mm-hmm. traded there. So we're going to see uh, what Dom would do after that Russell Wilson trade and, and what cap situation. he. Well, I tell you what, I definitely made life easier for myself by getting Russell Wilson. And I'm glad we decided to do this division last because that was their biggest need. Um, so looking at their roster, I really wouldn't cut anyone because they have a fair amount of cap space still and everyone that I would consider cutting still has a lot of dead money. So they'd still be responsible for paying them. So it doesn't really make sense to cut them anyways. Um, In terms of players that I would re-sign, sorry, Nick, but I would re-sign Kyle Fuller before you get the chance to sign him in free agency. So you'd have to find (laughs) someone else to uh, bring in for your cornerback room. Um, in free agency, there's really not a lot of cap space to go around, so I wouldn't make any moves. And after just re-signing Kyle Fuller, I'd only have about 9.2 mil in cap space for this year. So I would really just attack the draft. Uh, they, got the tw- they got the 64th pick because they you know, traded their first-round pick this year to Seattle. Um, so looking at the draft pick 64, I would draft linebacker Brian Asamoah out of Oklahoma. Then round three, pick 73, I would pick Cameron Thomas, the edge rusher out of San Diego. Round three, pick 96, I would draft Darren Beavers, linebacker out of Cincinnati. So Nick, uh, great minds think alike again on that one. And round four, pick 111, I would draft Cameron Watson, wide receiver out of North Dakota State. Uh, Really just for depth, I really think they have a, a really solid wide receiver core. But Adding more depth at a key position like wide receiver doesn't hurt. 
And not to toot my own horn, but for reference, this draft was graded at an A by PFF. So uh, not to toot my own horn here, but PFF thought it did a damn good job. But that's uh, that's pretty much all that I got. I think it's going to be a tough division. I think this is the best division in football. I really think any one of these teams can come on top of this division and make a deep playoff run. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think I think honestly, we probably it's a good chance that we see the representation of the AFC in the Super Bowl from this division next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I like your draft picks. I think I think honestly, probably you just need to bolster up that offensive line a little bit maybe get a you might need a running back I don't know how you're going to get one maybe draft one you might have to draft one a little high to get like a, a pretty decent one but um, um I like the wider I like the running backs that they have oh wait and, no they uh, have um what's his name Williams um never mind I'm being dumb Marvin Gordon no they Wisconsin. Well, he was the he was they have him. He was putting time with the rookie that they drafted. Yeah, the the rookie they drafted last year. I, his name is, escapes me, but he's he's actually really good. Um, I forgot about him. That bugs me. But but no, I mean they just need like rotation pieces. Honestly, I mean they have the quarterback now. And like you said, that that wide receiver room is this. It should be fun next year. So, but yeah, I I agree with pretty much everything you did, David. Anything else from anyone else? Nope. Okay, you're looking for Javante Williams. Javante Williams. <laughs> yep, yep. I knew his last name Williams. Yeah, he's he's a stud man. I think I think as long as he's able to stay healthy and he's he's gonna be fun to watch for the next couple of years. So well, and they they used him well with Melvin Gordon. I, mm-hmm. I like the combo of those two. Gordon being, you know, short down, gets you a lot of touchdowns kind of guy. And uh Williams was definitely the main back getting most of the carries. Yeah. Um, I would maybe have like to see them sign like a um I don't want to say really good, but you don't want to pay him too much money, man. Like a pretty decent backup for Russell Wilson, just in case Russell Wilson gets hurt, unless they already have one. Because yeah, I know I he had I know he had some trouble staying healthy last year. That's my only comment. Other than that, I like everything that we've you've discussed or presented. Yeah. The only reason why I didn't sign anyone is because I only had 9.2 mil in cap room. So any any of the quarterbacks that are available on the free agent market are going to take up all or most of that, and I'm not going to have room to sign any of my draft picks. Um, I don't Could you draft a quarterback, Dom? Because I, I think with Russell Wilson, this past year was the first year that he really got injured and it was off a of fluke play. So I think durability isn't really too much of a concern for him. You know, if, okay. the tip, if the tip pass didn't come back and snap his finger in half, then he wouldn't have really had any injury issues. Um, so durability-wise, I'm not concerned about him. And I think, you know, whatever quarterback they also have on that roster will be good enough to serve as, you know, the placeholder, you know, when you trot him out there for special teams. But he's not really going to see any playtime. Yeah. All righty. Well, let's go ahead and move into the NFC West. And we're going to go ahead and start with David, again, who's going to be the GM of the Rams. Well, first off, what is it with me and finding teams or getting teams with absolutely crap cap space? Hey, man, you got you got the defending champs. I don't know what you're whining about. <laughs> right. You got <laughs> the easiest job in the world. <laughs> so the Rams currently sit at a negative 20 point two seven million uh cap space so absolutely awful 
Then they followed that up with a dead cap of $689,443 of cap or dead cap. Chump change. Yeah. Right. So team needs include left tackle, corner, center, right guard, and linebacker. And quarterback possibly at least for a quarterback at till Matt Stafford retires. That's not going to be for a while. He's only 33. He's 33. He's got what? Maybe two, maybe three years left. Yeah, but we're seeing, we're seeing dudes quarterbacks play until they're 40. He might, if he stays healthy, he might play for another seven years. Yeah. You know, like even, even Roethlisberger played till he was like 39, like 38. Yeah. But still that's, Two examples, maybe three if you count Fitzmagic. Drew Brees, four. Tom Brady, Kurt Warner. I, I, I included Tom Brady in that. Carson Palmer, Kurt Warner. All right, enough. <laughs> <laughs> but still, all right. For cuts, trades, and free agents, I would get. I would trade Andrew Whitworth. Yes, he adds one point six million. Big with. What? They can't trade the man of the year that's about to retire. <laughs> can't trade Big Wit. That's crazy. But he frees up literally $16 million in cap space if you get rid of him before June 1st. You're paying yeah. that 41-year-old man $16 million? Yeah. Jeez, Louise. They, you know what? That's that's because that's because they redid his contract so much. Now <laughs> they're sitting there on that. That's a lot. What the heck? So that's a yeah. That's why I'm getting trying to get rid of him. That's assuming he doesn't retire before that. And I would try to get a young, somewhat younger tackle uh, and some draft picks out of him if you can. Yes, he's 41, but so no team would want to give up too much on a guy that would retire the next year. Then I would trade Darrell Henderson for some draft picks. Uh, that creates about 272,000 dead space, but would create a little over a million cap. Then cut Kendall Blanton and JJ Koski. That's just to get uh, about 450,000 under the cap. That's just to create cap space. And then just, I would try and address everything that you can in the draft because. They're not going to be able to sign anyone. They don't have any draft picks. Wow. That is rough, though. Honestly, you, you really think about it. That is kind of – that's kind of rough. And they can't really franchise tag anyone. No. I mean, you you are probably going to have to cut Whitworth because I don't think anybody's going to trade anything for him. Like, nobody's nobody's going to want to take on that contract. Um, I think at this point he's 41. He'll probably just retire. Yeah, but if he – is is that – well, I guess that sixteen million probably wouldn't be guaranteed. So if he retires, they don't owe it to him. So they'll have if they cut him, there'll be one point six in dead money. Okay. So it would free it would free fifteen. Yeah, I mean that's honestly, I would just go to him and be like, "Listen, man, it's thank you, but it's over." <laughs> that's or, crazy. Or at least, or yeah. at least restructure. Yeah, but if you try to, try to see if you can re-sign him for a lot less. Yeah, I don't know. That's no, I would just the I would, only way I could see that working out. I don't know. Yeah, I probably would go to him and be like, yo, we're gonna cut you and then re-sign you for like two million or something like that. But I don't know. That's crazy. That is rough. But 
they are the defending champs, so they'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, if nobody has anything else, we'll go ahead and move on to John with the Cardinals. John, go ahead and take it away. Okay. Cardinals have about 7.1 million cap space. Uh, I, I think they should cut James Connor, the running back, and Christian Kirk. But my biggest thing I think they should either cut or trade is Chandler Jones. The guy's a veteran. He's probably one of the best edge rushers in the league. But, I mean, the guy's talked about leaving Arizona for several years now, I think, due to um, – because he doesn't think he's getting paid enough. And if they cut him, they create about, I think, $20, 23000000 million in cap space. I would use some of that to extend DeAndre Hopkins' contract. And then out of the out of the, as far as the draft, I would have them at 24 pick defensive end from San Diego State, Cameron Thomas. To try to replace um, Chandler Jones, which is plays outside linebacker, defensive end. Um, maybe target some receivers in the draft. Give Kyler Murray some more um, some more uh, weapons other than DeAndre Hopkins. Um, but I think the the biggest question or scenario of this offseason for the Cardinals is what are they going to do with Chandler Jones? And if I were them. I'd either cut them or I would trade them to somebody, maybe trade them and get more draft picks. But yeah, I think he's, I'm not saying he's like the biggest problem because the guy's a very good player, but I just don't see him staying at the Arizona Cardinals for very long. I'm surprised he's still there after two or three years of complaining that he wants, he doesn't want to be there anymore. And, you know, he wants to, you know, to redo his contract and, uh, and whatnot so that that's what i take on the cardinals okay. what do you guys think yeah i think i think you could probably get a lot for for chandler jones if you trade him i mean you'd have to trade him somewhere to somebody who has a lot of cap space yeah um, i mean i know the jaguars have been making a lot of moves recently but that might be a good destination because they they had a decent amount of cap space i think i don't know if they do anymore but um they they would probably have enough draft capital for it to make sense especially if they gave up maybe um like their their first round draft pick this year for him, um, because they they kind of seem like they took my advice and they're they're kind of go going all in and trying to cash in on this, uh, you know, quarterback they have on a, on a you know a rookie deal and and trying to go out and win some games. So it might be a destination for it. I, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, they would just have to find a team with lots of cap space and and the need. Dom, Dom did the the Broncos have a, you said the Broncos had a decent amount of cap space or no? Uh, not really. After we signed Kyle Fuller, I had 9.2. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be rough. Because I know Bob yeah, and about going back. But. Their defense is already pretty stacked, especially when looking at their starters. Yeah. They just need more more depth, and I feel like they can fill that through the draft. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, definitely there, there'd be suitors out there for him. Because like you said, he's, he's still kind of a top pass rusher in the league. So, but I got a question for you guys. What? No one we have with <laughs> – uh, Kyler Murray. Wait, what? Say that again. What's that? Do we know what's going on with Kyler Murray? Because he is he staying? Is he going? What's what's going on? I think he's staying. I I don't. I honestly just think that for whatever reason there was reports saying that he was upset because internally they were they were kind of 
putting some of the blame on that that loss on him, which rightfully so. He didn't really play that well, but yeah, he played like ass. Yeah, I just I think that for some reason he's just he's just young, and and I think that he didn't. I think he took that as like, yo, they're blaming it all on me. But I mean, I don't know. I, Personally, I think he needs to to chill chill the hell out. This team has done nothing but put any sort of weapon that they possibly can around him mm-hmm. and give him everything that he needs to succeed. And they have a loaded team yeah. that has gotten better every year that he's been there. Yeah. So uh-huh. just because you lost your first playoff game doesn't mean you throw a fit and say you want to get traded yeah. and be a diva about it. No, yeah, grow up, I, I, that makes sense. Grow up, learn from losing in the playoffs and come back and try to be better. Don't throw a fit and act like a baby. Yeah, because they were – I mean, he was talks of MVP candidate at the beginning of the season. So they, they just had to figure out what happened. Um, and they just have to kind of, you know, strike magic in the bottle again because I, I think this division is – this division too is probably – obviously now the, the Seahawks without Russell Wilson, but I think this division is going to be a pretty hard division to win as well too. But I think that he probably has – one of the best weapons in the division and DeAndre Hopkins, but it's one of the best divisions in the league, let alone the division. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if you, if you can keep him at Ed Rusher though, that, that would, I don't know, make him happy. Cause he, he's, he gets sacks. I don't know. You, you need a guy that, to get pressure on the quarterback. So, and if you, you said $23 million, like that's a lot of money for an Ed Rusher. You talk about Taylor, yeah, it was like 20 or 23 million. That was a lot. It was at least that was like I said, 20 or 23 million dollars. Yeah, I remember when if, he I, if I were them, I would let Chandler Jones go. And I feel like you can get similar production out of someone like Jadavion Clowney for a little bit cheaper. You look at Jadavion Clowney, he had the best year of his career, had nine sacks, was one of the top edge rushers in the league in terms of QB pressures. And okay, hold on a second, but he was he also, was paired next to Miles Garrett. Yes, and that that helps out a ton because Miles Garrett is getting double teamed, and and if you're if you're a half capable pass rusher, you can get around almost any any lineman in the league. So it's not that's not really saying much. Like last time we saw Jadavion Clowney as the as the primary pass rusher on on a team, he was not he wasn't that good. Like he wasn't good enough to command any kind of you know big money. So that's why he went to the Browns because he could be paired with a guy who is a premier pass rusher in the league who can get around double teams if he wanted to. So Yeah, but he's also been consistently one of the best rush defenders in the league, which I think is pretty overstated because, you know, you're seeing a lot of teams. Yes, it's it's a pass heavy league right now, but you're seeing a lot of emphasis placed on the run game as well. Yeah, and, but- and really offense in general. So if you can sign one of the elite run defenders, I think that that does nothing but help your team. Yeah, it helps, but it's not it's not gonna replace what Chandler Jones well, well no you, you can't, you can't like... replace you can't replace Chandler Jones one hundred percent, but I feel like signing someone like Jadavian Clowney is not gonna the, the there's gonna be a drop off, but it's not gonna be so significant of a of a drop off where you're wondering why this dude's in the I don't know. I don't I, I just disagree with you, but I mean that's fine. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> I won't go around and around like we normally do. <laughs> Yeah, we don't need what happened last week. <laughs> Thank God. I don't think I have the stamina for that this week. Um, <laughs> well, if nobody else has anything for John, uh, we'll go ahead and move on to the 49ers, and that is going to be me as the GM of the 49ers. So starting out. All right, guys, get comfortable. It's going to be a while. 
we're a little bit of a negative situation there. It's going to be $8.5 million <laughs> under the cap. So I think the most logical move there would be to trade Jimmy G. Um, I think there should be a few suitors for him right now in this sit in this scenario, um, just to kind of work with the mock draft that I did, I went ahead and traded him to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and I basically just took what they, um, what they got for Carson Wentz. And I just put that in the deal for Jimmy G um, that frees up about 20 million. I think with that 20 million, I would try to bring back Raheem Mostert and Josh Norman on some team friendly deals that would hopefully leave me with around like 12 or 13 million. And I would try to go target a veteran um, in the wide receiving core, whether that was T Y Hilton, AJ green, maybe even Jarvis Landry. And then I would go try to target a you know veteran in the secondary, whether that was Chris Harris, Kyle Fuller, Stefan Gilmore, Dante Jackson, um, just to kind of help bolster, bolster this team. And obviously in, in the wide receiver room, trying to add somebody next to Debo Samuel. And then with my draft picks, <clears throat> obviously, like I said, I, I traded with Indianapolis. So I got the Washington picks. They still don't have a first round draft pick for the 49ers. So at 43, which was Washington's pick, I'm going to go ahead and take Jalen Petrie, cornerback out of Baylor. At 61, I'm going to take Brian Osamoa, linebacker out of Oklahoma. At 75, which was Washington's pick, I'm going to take Dylan Parham, guard out of Memphis. At 93, I'm going to take Jojo Doman, cornerback out of Nebraska. At 131, I'm going to take Jerome Ford, running back out of Cincinnati, just to add some depth in that running back room. At 170, I'm going to take Sterling Weatherford, safety out of Miami of Ohio. At 187, I'm going to take I'm going to butcher this name, but I'm going to take O, um, O Taito, O Gobonani, D line out of UCLA. Um, <laughs> go ahead and let me know how you would pronounce that, guys. <laughs> and then at 257, I would take James Empe, center out of BYU. And then 258, I would take Cameron Latou, tight end Alabama. And then 259, I would take Charleston Rambo, wide receiver at Miami of Florida. Honestly, I kind of just took him because the last name was Rambo, but, you know. I mean, that's understandable. <laughs> he, he was there, and I was like, this is literally the last pick in the mock draft, I think. So, Rambo it is. <laughs> but other than that, I really went defensive heavy um, in this draft only because I just wanted to add a lot of defensive depth. I think that's kind of where they need to go, especially in this division. And then I was really hoping to assess um, a veteran wide receiver just to go next to me. But that's pretty much my plan at this point what do you guys think yeah i would focus more well yes focus on defense that's always important yeah especially but, with the injury history that the 49ers have on defense mm-hmm. well yeah not only that but i would take much of the focus off of debo samuel uh on the offensive side of the ball uh s- sign some of the guys that you mentioned maybe jarvis landry bring in a wide receiver or running back, or even, heck, even a tight end, somebody that can catch and make offensive big plays, whether midfield or down the field, just to take some of that pressure off. And, you know, I'll be like, Dom, you know, I, I don't want to brag, but, you know, I got a <laughs> I got an A-minus on this draft. from. Hey, go, you got an A. Go ahead and break about it. <laughs> um, I think I think the best, the best one I got was, like, um, I think it was, like, an A plus for the Sterling Weatherford pick at 170 um, safety out of Miami of Ohio. So I don't know. I just like, they kind of need some safety help and 
I like Miami of Ohio for some reason. It's, it's because the Roethlisberger connection. Don't lie to us. Hey, listen, man. He was good for us for 20 years, and now I'm just going to sit in quarterback purgatory for a little bit, and I'll just be sad. Unless Magic Mitch can make it work. That's that's his new nickname. So um, I wouldn't personally put any money on it, but if you want to, <laughs> you, if you end up winning that bet, more power to you. Hey, listen, it's better than uh, than – you know Mason Rudolph, who has brain damage, Miles Garrett now. I feel like I feel like rolling David out there would have been a better option than Mason Rudolph. No, no, no. Have you ever seen David play Madden? Listen, no, but I've heard stories I, about if it. If I if I want fifty touchdowns and sixty interceptions, then yeah, I'll roll David out there as my quarterback. At least you got fifty touchdowns. Those are some <laughs> genius numbers. Alrighty, well, <laughs> if nobody has anything else. We're going to move on to Dom. And if you're if you're asking yourself, wow, Dom's the GM of the Seahawks. That's kind of weird. How did Dom become the GM of the Seahawks and the GM okay. of the Broncos? Well, you know what? Russell I'll Wilson tell you. got traded to the Broncos. Well, I'll let you know, guys. Dom didn't cheat. Um, Dom signed up for this weeks in advance. So he yeah, just – When watched. we first signed up for um, yeah. all, the, all the GM episodes, I – went through and just picked whatever teams that I wanted. And like, or I just got lucky as hell. Or now we can start an investigation on some insider trading because he traded Russell Wilson to himself. But I will no let take over as the GM of this. Well, I plead the fifth on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, calm this, down, guys. Quit fighting. <laughs> over. Um, so this offseason, I think the, the Seahawks, they're admitting that it's time to start rebuilding. Obviously, they're trading Russell Wilson shows that they're starting to go in a new direction. So looking at the roster as is, there's really no one that I would cut because there's really no older, expensive players that would save a lot of money in terms of cap space anyways. So I, I wouldn't cut anyone, um, but I would re-sign Quandre Diggs. And doing so would leave me with about 36.1 mil in cap space. And then in free agency, I would go start building out the roster for whatever eventual whatever eventual quarterback that I have, whether it be this year or next year going forward. Whatever quarterback I choose to take in the future, I want them to at least be set up in a pretty decent situation where as soon as we get that quarterback, then you know we're a playoff contending team and we're off to the races. So starting off in free agency, I would sign Juju. I think he would fit that offense pretty well. And being able to be a number three, sorry, number three wide receiver behind DK Metcalf, behind Tyler Lockett, I think he would thrive because I think the last couple of years have shown that he can't really be a number one wide receiver. But if, if you have him as a number two or a three, he's a damn good number two or number three. And I think he can really – you know, tear some defenses apart out of that slot. Next, I would get some offensive line help by signing Andrew Norwell. Offensive line has been a weakness of this team for years, and Andrew Norwell being one of the better guards in the league would help solidify that offensive line. And lastly, I would sign linebacker Miles Jack, the linebacker that was just cut from the Jaguars today. I think he's a younger – I think he's only 25, 26. Um, he was only really a cap casualty because the Jaguars – spent a ton of money yesterday in free agency. Um, I think he would be a good centerpiece to build around, especially on a defense that really lacks any sort of star power or depth behind. Um, besides Jamal Adams, there's really no depth on that defense. 
Um, so bringing in someone like Miles Jack, they can be a focal point to build around that linebacking room, I think would be key for them, especially because you'll, you'll have them for a while being only 25 or 26. So then going into the draft, I would do something maybe a little controversial, but considering that there's so many holes on this team, I would trade back. And in the um, mock draft that I did on PFF, I traded the number nine and the number 74 and in return got the number 12, the number 44 and the 155th. Um, so at number 12, I took Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. Next with the 41st pick, I took linebacker Leo Chanel out of Wisconsin. At 42, I took edge rusher Nick Bonito out of Oklahoma. At round two, pick 44, I took Jalen Petrie out of Baylor. Then round four, pick 106, I took center Donovan West. Again, offensive line's been an issue, adding a, a good young center to really start filling out this offensive line is going to be key. Uh, round five, pick 150, I would take tight end Grant Cal. Oh, he's got a difficult Italian last name. Grant, I'm just going to call him Cal Calcaterra. At round five, pick 151, I'm taking tackle Zach Tom out of Wake Forest. Round five, pick 155, I'm taking defensive tackle Noah Ellis out of Idaho. And with the 227th pick, I'm taking running back TJ Pledger out of Utah. And for reference, this draft was graded in A by PFF. But that's pretty much all that I got. Um, what What do you guys think? Yeah, I think at this point, they just need to add as much young talent as possible. Obviously, they just need to move in that direction. I don't know if Drew Locke is really going to be their quarterback of the future, but they got a really good tight end to that trade. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, I just think that at, at this point, maybe taking a year off of, of competing in that division and just add a lot of good young, young youth and then go into, you know, the next draft and maybe try to get a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young or one of these other guys in this. Yeah. Class that, that That's exactly what my mindset was, because yeah. obviously I don't think Drew Locke's going to be your quarterback of the future unless he just comes in this season and balls out. Yeah, um, I don't think it's likely, but he'll at least get that shot this year. But, yeah, I'm going in with the mindset of Drew Locke's going to be my quarterback for this year. I'm not committing to him long term, but my goal is to get C.J. Stroud in in the early first round of next year's draft. And I and I honestly don't even know. Like, I know you said go out there and, and maybe get I, – I do like the Miles Jack, but other than that, I probably would just leave free agency alone at this point unless there's, like, somebody, you know, young that you're like, okay, like, let me bring them in. Um, like maybe a Connor Williams from from Dallas or something like that. But other than that, yeah. I, would, I would just leave free agency alone and I would go ahead and like you said, trading back in the draft would be huge because you can get some more draft picks um, and just fill out as much young talent as you can, do some assessment and then, you know, get a good draft pick going into next year and, and try to get one of those quarterbacks and then move forward because, you know, obviously like, you know, David, the Rams, like David said, the Rams are in a cap situation that they're probably going to have to try to fix over the next couple of years. Kyler Murray seems temperamental, so we don't really know what his future is going to hold, whether or not he's going to be able to play well enough. And then we don't know what um, who Trey Lance with the 49ers. We don't know what he's going to play like. So this division could open up, you know, in the next two years. So doing maybe like a hard reset for one year and then going out and getting your guy at the quarterback position and then maybe spending some money in in free agency um not this yeah. offseason, but next I think that could put them back in a position to start winning again almost like when they had Russell Wilson on that that friendly deal when he was a rookie yeah I just have them taking Juju because again he's what 25 
So he's going to be on the team for a while. And if I were to go into next year's draft to get C.J. Stroud, I really like the idea of C.J. Stroud being able to throw to a wide receiving room, being able to throw to a wide receiving core of Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, and Juju Smith-Schuster. I think that's going to be dangerous for years to come because I think C.J. Stroud is the real deal. So if you can give him three really good wide receivers, I think that offense is going to be dangerous, especially because I, th- I think you can get Juju at a discount because he, he probably went into last offseason thinking I can – uh, sign with the Steelers for one more year and then going into this free agency go get you know top wide receiver money but he didn't really play up to what his expectations were and then the injury that he had I think you'll be able to get him at a little bit cheaper than you would have let's say last offseason yeah definitely. yeah I would definitely probably at least go get that I don't know about the rest of free agency though so I'm I agree with you, get Juju, but I also agree with Nick in the sense that leave free agency alone, at least for now, until next year, um, and then just figure it out from there. Yeah, definitely. Go into that. Go into next year's offseason with a ton of cap space, and if you go get your quarterback that you want, fill out that roster. Do like what the Jaguars did and fill out that roster and go try to compete and win a championship in the next two or three years. Um, I think that's kind of the the best way to do it. Unfortunately, we've seen – you know, when I think the stat is when your quarterback takes up, you know, a certain percentage of your roster, your cap space or whatever, they, they don't win a championship. So, I mean, it's it's tough. And that's why, like, you look at somebody like Tom Brady, who always took team friendly deals. They were always able to win championships because there was always more money to spread around to other positions. Right. So, and you would think a lot of these young quarterbacks would have learned that after being able to watch Tom Brady for 20 plus years. Yeah. And you got to think like Tom Brady, he he got his money from endorsements and winning championships and everything on the outside of it. Now I get it. A lot of these guys want to go get their bag and, and I'm not mad about it. I mean, if, if the market is like Patrick Mahomes, like if you can go out there and get, you know, a half a billion dollar deal, then I mean, who I'm not mad that you did that, but you're just, you're just not going to win because eventually you're going to be taking up so much of the cap that they're not going to be able to go get you a premier edge rusher. They're not going to be able to get you a premier pass catcher. They're not going to be able to get you a premier cornerback you know what I mean because at that point then you're eating up 80 percent of the cap and then how do you fill out the rest of the roster so yeah but with that being said the salary cap next year and going forward is expected to skyrocket with the new tv deal that the nfl is going to have yeah so who knows I mean but that I I I agree with you know what I mean right I I I agree with the premise of you know if the quarterback takes up 80 percent of the cap how can you expect to win you can't because then you'll be playing with you know, the XFL all-stars and a bunch of rookies and you can't win that way. Yeah, that is fair. And yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I think we all did a pretty good job. This is a fun episode. I think we had some fun times, but we'll, we'll keep you guys updated. Obviously this is probably going to happen over the next couple of days. So we'll be a little bit behind the ball next Tuesday, but we'll make sure to cover a lot of these big free agent moves, trades and stuff like that um in the next episode and then going forward after that it'll be the draft and then we're going to be getting into the usfl so have some fun with that but thank you guys again for listening to two minute drill we've had a lot of fun playing gm let us know what you guys think about it you know what i mean obviously we've already started making moves and stuff like that because we're in the legal tampering period um but obviously i think we'll see if some of the things we said that teams should do they, they go out and do but Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks to the guys. This has been a really fun episode. I had a lot of fun. So until next time, I am Nick, and uh, we'll catch you next.
Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Two Minute Drill. And make sure to follow the show on Instagram at Two Minute Drill Podcast, D-D-S. Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Also, comment on all our posts and episodes. We would love to hear what you think about the show and what we talk about each week. And as always, Two Minute Drill listeners, until next time.